something a blood bag. Have we got your attention? Tonight we got a hell of a show for you. On bass guitar is your host, Scott. Over on guitar is your other host, Randall. And on vocals and maracas, with his corpse paint on, is Tim. Uh, but tonight we are going to be going through the horror news of the week. What we've been drinking and smoking. What we've been watching and playing. And then we will be reviewing two heavy metal horror films with 1987's The Gate and 2016's Death Death is home! Oh, so, man. Uh, that red line? Yeah. A little bit. So grab your shovels and let's dig in. Shut up, Dexter. He, he was doing the growl for us. Yeah, he's part of the team. <laughs> but uh, So what you guys been up to this week? Uh, Well, we all went to... Grand yeah. Rapids. We we I had mean, our field you know, trip. You were there. I was the the <laughs> heavy the heavy metal horror show field trip. Yeah, yeah. I was on vacation all last week, so yep. Went to uh, Grand Rapids with you guys and Jennifer, and ended up uh, checking out the Grand Rapids Zoo. Went to Founders, got some awesome craft beers, and ate some damn good food. And then Randall took us to a awesome uh, record shop called Vertigo Records. Yeah, the place was cool. Mm-hmm. That, that was place cool. was loaded. I couldn't believe how many like albums and CDs they had there. I could have spent way more money in there than I did. And I already, <laughs> like I dropped like 130 bucks. So, yeah, I could have easily done the same. Like I was being frugal with my cash, so I was. But I ended up picking up two CDs, which is a rarity for me. But yeah, that was a blast, and yeah, that was great to get all of us out there together. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We we don't uh you know normally get to hang out outside of the podcast due to our respective lives interfering too much so right it was just kind of cool. Are always cool too. Yeah 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 and uh yeah for Woo! the rest of the week I pretty much just chilled around the house and watched movies. Boring. Oh my god, uh, I didn't really do anything. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the goal of a vacation. Don't. No, do I'm. Just, I was saying I didn't really do anything. Oh yeah. Uh. Yep. My my week was pretty shitty and boring. Actually, it was all right. I can't complain. Uh, I don't know. Started playing a, that old Tomb Raider game, the one from 2013, the oh. first one again. Well, let's save that for what we've been playing. I just, yeah, you know, I just yeah. that's what I've been doing. So, you asked. That's true. You could have just said playing we'll Talk about games. pyramid tits later, all right? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Tomb but, uh, Tomb tits. So, what are you guys drinking on tonight? I know Randall didn't get a chance to bring anything, and he doesn't like what we brought. Uh, you brought. I you almost brought. brought that bomber. Of, oh, you should have that dank. 
wood. The dank wood, but that I would have been drunk if I <laughs> that would have drank been great. that whole thing to myself. <laughs> it's a bomber, and it's like twelve percent, so I'd have been pretty fucked up. So, so what are you drinking then, Randy? I'm drinking a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And I bought us because uh, Tim and I are big fans of like the hard cider, so I bought us Angry Orchard. Pretty boring, but damn it's, good uh, taste. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, and I drank some coffee earlier so that I'm not so damn tired. Because fuck, you know. Yeah, I know. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what are we smoking on tonight, Randy? Uh, it's like a mix of tray weed. Ooh, ooh, specialty leftovers. Yeah. It's good, though. I mean, all I smoke is good weed, so yeah. it's going to be good. It's a special blend. Uh, but, yeah, I guess we can just kind of jump on into the news. Got a pretty loaded news section this week. The news! All right, so, first thing I should bring up is uh, Yong Sang-ho working on a sequel. What'd you call to- me? Huh? <laughs> Uh, the director, Yon Sang-ho, is working on a sequel to Train to Busan with the working title Peninsula. Ah! Oh, okay. Uh, I, I don't really feel like this movie needed a sequel. I don't know. No, it got a like cartoon-style prequel called uh, Seoul, or Seoul Station, I think, or something like that. Like Seoul? Like, yeah. S, like, yeah, like to the place city? in Korea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I got a prequel kind of going more further in depth with what happened and all that. But... Right. Yeah, I, I was feeling the same way. I'm not really wanting a sequel because it, it was a good one of. It, like, like I, it was one of my favorites of 2016. Obviously, <laughs> if The Witch wasn't there, I probably would have. Uh, it probably would have been close to number one. <laughs> what else is happening but, uh, aside from the Train to Busan sequel? But no, there. Uh, I was gonna. I didn't get a chance to finish what was going on there though. Oh my God! There's more. Yeah, but this time the story will focus on the entire peninsula of Korea. Oh. They pl- and they plan on filming it in the first half of the next year. Are they going to go to like North Korea and they're going to? I think it's going to like be like a zombie, zombie Marshall Kim or whatever is going <laughs> to. It's just going to shift into horror comedy. Dennis Rodman will be there. Well, the next uh, news item though is uh, Peter Weller is to possibly return in Neil Blomkamp's. Uh, sequel to RoboCop, which is going to be a sequel to the '87 film. I saw that, and that. Wait. Could be cool because I mean, with CGI and things the way they are now, Peter Weller being seventy one isn't even really an issue, right? So they're they're gonna do a sequel to, to the, the first one, yeah. So it's gonna like skip, like retcon skip the other two. part yeah, it's, two. Yeah, it's either gonna retcon part two or three, or it's gonna happen like part two and three are gonna happen after this sequel. I don't know how he's planning on doing it. I don't huh. know too much details about yeah. that, but Neil Blomkamp does tend to have a. Uh, tendency to say let's skip uh let's make these other sequels non-existent because i mean yeah that's what he was gonna do yeah with alien Hmm. so it kind of seems like he wants to do that and uh but i pretty much like everything he's done so i'm down to see what he can do with this i'm not like a huge fan of elysium or chappy but they're okay we'll see what happens yeah speaking of alien since we're on news i don't know if you were going to mention this or not but the original Alien is going to be getting a 4K release. That was my next thing. That's yeah. pretty cool. That yeah, was like, I was... Oh, sweet. I love it when they take older movies and then actually do them a, a solid 4K release. It's just kick-ass. Right, well, and that's the thing. Uh, not only is Alien getting a, getting a 4K, but Maniac, Christine, Halloween, and Evil the Evil Dead are all getting 4K releases. Oh, about, oh great. So, 
really know if Maniac or Evil Dead need 4K. No, well, Tim made a good argument it. about how, you know, when things are shot on film, they, like in 4K, like it looks really well, like not like crisp and new, but yeah, you'll you'll <laughs> still see like the film grain and, and that kind of stuff. But it just looks like it would if you were like in the theaters almost. Like, yeah, because that's kind of what the film would have been like. But I'm I'm definitely excited because that just means, you know, I'm all for any horror film, especially the older horror films coming to 4K, because that means this is a new format that is actually here to stay because, you know, horror is usually the last to jump on board with that type of stuff. Right. I mean, obviously, like, newer horror films go right to it, but, like, yeah, you don't really see older f- films like that get into this new format until, like, a little later, so. Man, so basically we're looking at 4K being the new Blu-ray, Blu-ray being the new DVD, and DVD being the new VHS. Whoa. Pretty much, yeah. That's true, too. That's fucking weird. Yep, because yeah, VHS is just done for, I believe, as a... as a. They're, I mean, they're not making any new ones, that's for sure. Some stuff's coming out on VHS, but it's mostly, like, specialties genre stuff. Yeah. Right. Like horror and sci-fi stuff. My stockpile of VCRs will serve me well. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, man, that shit's going to come back someday. I mean, if cassette, I mean, it already kind of has. Yeah, cassette tapes are happening in a big way right now. So. Oh, yeah, I got those, too. Uh, you, yeah, you got a cassette player for me. Yeah. Kick yeah, ass. and uh, this I thought was really cool. Severn is releasing Joe Diamato's classics Anthropophagus and Absurd. Huh. On that Blu-ray. That is really weird that they're doing Absurd. Uh, I don't know. Anthropophagus is okay, I guess. It's basically kind of a boring movie with a couple of really good set pieces. But the fact that they're doing the sequel, is, I don't know. That's kind of weird to me. It seems like companies are just throwing out anything they can get the rights to on Blu-ray anymore. Well, but didn't you say, though, they need to come out with stuff that hasn't come to Blu-ray yet? Yeah, and Blu-ray is like the new DVD, so it's the new garbage format where we can Nobody just throw everything Nobody wants to watch out. Absurd on Blu-ray. <laughs> That's absurd. Uh, yeah, I can't think of a single... I don't know anyone that even likes that movie. I, I've never seen it. Yeah, that one I've never seen. I've seen Anthropophages. What, and most uh, people that I know... What are, what are those movies? They're just like... Anthropophages <laughs> is a movie about a group of people that are on some island in Greece or something, and there's, like, an undead-ish guy or whatever stalking them and eating them. <laughs> He's but like, I'm not quite dead, maybe. I don't know. It's just Hungry. really slow, and there is one really cool scene where he rips out this lady's baby out of her vagina and eats it. Oh. That's, like, you know, that's the showstopper, and it takes a lot to get to. All right. Yeah, because I do remember it being pretty slow to get, get like, going. Um, but... Up next we have, uh, let's see here. Oh, it's all, like, that was all the regular news, and I got my video game news. So, up next was uh, QuakeCon happened uh, about a week and a half ago. Quake, like, the video game? Yep, there's a uh, con where id Software and Bethesda and all of them show up and release new footage of games and things like that, because since id Software is doing the new Doom game called Doom Eternal... They showed seven minutes of footage of that game. Like, yeah, that looks pretty brutal, actually. Yeah, it's it's actually hell on earth. That's not on Mars. I still never played that last Doom game that came out. Was that it, was pretty was brutal. It good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't got a to. chance yet. It's a fun one. It's just like a lot of a lot of killing and Doom and Doom and Two are like a shooting and demons and big shit. part of my early teenage years. It plays pretty similar to the old one, to where you don't have to like. It's not like a sniping, aiming kind of game. It's just like running Point and shooting. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, and extremely violent. Yep. Run and gun. <laughs> and this one doesn't look like it's holding back on the violence whatsoever. 
Good. And yep, now there's more verticality to it, so you'll actually be like going up mm. levels and stuff more, like that on jump packs. More verticality? Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. I know. And then you were making hand gestures, everybody. He was making hand gestures. But uh yeah, that looks awesome. I can't remember if they announced a release date for that one or not, but hopefully that that'll come out sometime soon. But next up, the Rockstar, being the Rockstar as they are, Red Dead Revolver Two, Red Dead Redemption Two, Redemption Two. Yep, yep. Showing your age there, Andy. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> I think I played the first two Red Dead games, and they were both really good. I liked them yeah. a lot. Yeah, that le- Red Dead Redemption was one of my all-time favorite games of the 360 PS3 generation. I'm seriously hoping the PC gets a release for that, like, at this point now. Please. Yeah. Please. Please. Well, if anything, it's probably going to be just like Grand Theft Auto V, where you have to wait a freaking year to play uh-huh. it. Yeah, well, that's all right. You got a PlayStation. I'll just borrow it. That's No, you won't borrow it. You'll just come downstairs and play it. I'll borrow it. <laughs> but, Actually, you're going to have two PlayStations soon, so I'll that's true. borrow that one. Oh, boy. But yeah, that is uh, <laughs> that game just looked absolutely incredible. The graphics just blew me away. It was running on a PS4 Pro on 4K, so it looked stunning. Obviously, on YouTube, it wasn't in 4K, but it still looked damn good. And yeah, it looks like there's just way more character development, story. I don't care it's... about that. I just want to run around and fucking shoot Keiko demons. There's and imps. Oh, uh... oh so you're talking Doom? Yeah, what are you talking about? I was talking about Red, Red Dead Redemption, Redemption. too. Oh, <laughs> stoner! <laughs> Randy went back. Oh, in time. Well, then that's a good thing. <laughs> Character development in Red Dead Redemption is a good thing. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's develop some <laughs> demons. Doom, not so much. <laughs> develop up some space marines and demons. And you really, really oh. feel for him. Oh, that's great. I don't I was know. Like we... what? <laughs> but yeah. No, that makes a lot more sense <laughs> with uh, the Red Dead game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Way to pay attention, Randy. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That comes out really soon, October 26th. <sighs> so yes, I can't wait. That's like. That, that that and the Spider-Man game are the ones I'm most anticipating. Spider-Man. But uh, Spider-Man, the final Spider-Man. piece of news, it just got announced today that Diablo 3 Complete Edition is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Ooh, everything is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Yep, which that's just good for Nintendo. That new, uh, oh, here's a piece of news for video games. Uh, fucking Simon Belmont. Got announced as a oh. character on the new Super Smash Bros. Yes, game. Yes, he did. Oh, also cool. going to be on the Switch. That's pretty big time for me and any other old Castlevania heads. Well, Smash is always big time itself. Yeah, that it's like the it's the big game for this year for Nintendo. Simon Belmont has like long gone without the respect that he deserves. Yeah, now he can. Cool. You remember that Mario. awful fucking. And the game master or whatever. Oh yeah, no Nero, the game master. Where they yeah, made him yeah. into like some pompous narcissist asshole. Oh yeah, I vaguely that recall made me so that. Bad. Yeah, I, huh. I actually pushed. Like that they out made of my Mega Man green, and they made yeah. Simon Belmont like uh. a fucking vapid dick face. Fuck you, stupid cartoon. <laughs> oh, but yeah. That, that's exciting, though, because, yeah, I forgot about that, because I love the way they introduced him, too, because yeah, that... Jeff comes down and kills Luigi. <laughs> <coughs> that little uh, movie was pretty cool. Randy's dying. Yeah, because, yeah, not only that, but they also have, uh, what is it, Ridley or Ripley from uh, Metroid, the oh, yeah. giant demon. 
yeah, he's gonna be a playable character in Smash as well, which is awesome. The, but yeah, I'm back to Diablo three though. I'm excited because yeah, the Nintendo Switch, it's you know getting these older ports, but the whole just awesome being able to play video games on the go anywhere. I can play Diablo three like, yeah, like I. Like at a doctor's office, sitting in the waiting room, and whatever. Yeah, right? It's that freaking is cool. cool. And then uh, you can play four player online. You can play four player all on the same console, which seems difficult when it's a handheld because of how tiny the screen would be. Yeah, that would suck. But then you could also, if all four of your friends had uh, Nintendo Switches, you could all be playing co op on the same uh, in the same game, but using your own Switch, which right. is really cool. Huh. And yeah, it's coming with all the expansions and the seasonal content and all that stuff, so it's going to be loaded with so many extras, and it's... Unfortunately, it's going to be full price, but they they said it'll be coming out later this year, but I mean, yeah, at full price, I guess it's not that bad, because it's going to come with the expansions and all that, I was going to say full price for, like, all the expansions, so is that, like... Well, no, full know, price, like, regular six, video games. So it'll be, like, 60, 60 bucks. 60 bucks. Which isn't bad with all the expansions and all that. But, yeah, I thought that was just kind of cool that they just dropped today. First ga- uh, Apparently, one of the first ever games Blizzard has ever put, in on, a, put on a Nintendo system. Which one of I the... didn't realize that. Yeah, I can't think of another one. Yeah, and, so that, that's freaking awesome. But, yeah, that is the end of the news. Oh, <laughs> all right. We have everything that has happened. We have covered it. Yep, and poor Randy <laughs> forgot what we covered, so he went back and covered something old. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, while we're at it, let's jump right into what we've been watching. Uh, I got a small list, for the most part. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> but I guess I can start with uh, a little self-promotion here. Oh, alright. But I ended up watching Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich. Uh-huh. And... Here's where the promotion comes in. I ended up going on Kill the Cast with Jerry Herring and Bill Casanelli from the Horror Mafia podcast, and we did a spoiler-filled review, and it was just kind of out of the blue because we were just Jerry just got back from seeing it in theaters and wanted to talk about it, and as soon as he found out me and Bill both seen it, he's like, guys want to do a podcast? Like, right now? We're like, screw it, yeah. So we grabbed some beer, came downstairs, recorded, and yep, that episode's out. Just go to Kill the Cast and you'll find it there. It's a great, fun episode. We just talked about the movie in depth. But for our show, I'll it comes out tomorrow, so on the 17th. I was able to luckily get a uh, screener of it to watch. I hear good things about it. I hear it's supposed to be, like, super gory. Oh, dude. It is by far the uh, goriest film that the Puppet Master series has ever done, for sure. Oh, jeez. And it might even come up to the most glorious film I, well close to the glorious film i've seen this year the terrifier right yeah <laughs> so like those two films right there are the, like the most blood soaked out of everything that's come out this year that i've watched and the dolls are awesome looking they're all animatronic and like you know hand controlled and all that stuff all practical effects i think there's just like cgi to touch up some of the effects a little bit here and there uh the characters are great score by fabio frizzi Oh, huh. And it's the Puppet Master score, but done by his style. And it's <coughs> freaking cool. That is and, pretty cool. Uh, Barbara Crampton, just awesome as always. Is but, she a Nazi? Uh, no. Oh. Nope. What's it? Yeah, you'll see what she's... <laughs> I, I won't say anything about it. Just that it is... Yeah, expect it to go overboard with the violence. It is way over the top and awesome. 
just a really good film and actually probably my favorite Puppet Master film now. Oh. Not that that's I mean, it's not saying really much, saying much. But, but after watching that, it got me in the mood to revisit the, the original Puppet Master. So I watched that, which... The I, first one's okay. Yeah, it was pretty good still. They get better as they go up to part three. Yeah, like, for my, for me, I watched... I love... I like one. I love two. Completely love three. And then four and five I thought were okay. After that, I don't remember if I've seen any of them except for Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys, and that one is god-awful. Yeah, I gave up, like, after five, I think. Four or five. Or I've, like, seen the first one, I'm pretty sure. You never seen the one where they went back in uh, when it was back during uh, World War Two and Nazi Germany and all that? I don't know. Figure that one. That, that one I'll yeah. have to show you because that uh, one's yeah. kind of cool. Okay. That one. Well, not kind of. That one's really cool. Okay. Uh, but then next, I watched Randy's favorite of the series, Predator Two. Oh. That movie kicks fucking ass. That yeah, I, I will s- like I will die on that hill that Predator Two is better than Predator. I, after watching it, I'm right there with you. It's more violent. It's the characters are cooler. It's a lot less just like fucking typical of its era, cheesy action, sweaty, muscly dudes flexing in the jungle, whatever. <laughs> right. Well, in this one, and it's like the concrete jungle, like people yeah, call it stuff. Jungle. I like the setting a lot more, and the cop, the cop on gang violence, yeah, the gang, gang on warfare, cop man, fucking very cool movie. I don't think I've seen that one. You, Gary Busey. Really? Wow. Gary, uh, Gary Busey. Busey. Oh. Yeah, Danny Glover's the main character. What? Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton's in it. Man. Cool. Very cool movie. Yeah, so yeah, I, that was my first watch in probably 16, 17 years. And yeah, I like it way more. And I, you know, I just watched the original Predator, like, I think last episode we talked about that one. Don't get me wrong. I like Predator oh, yeah. and all, but it's, you know, it's, it's not as good as the second one. No. Hmm. Yeah, I'll tell, let you watch that one, Tim. Okay. But uh, next up, I ended up watching M. Night Shyamalan's Split. M. Night Shyamalan. But I've heard that it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It, like especially the way it ties into everything at the end, and uh, yeah, James McAvoy's performance of just the split personalities and how many he performs as. What was the twist? Well, I haven't, film. I, I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying not to spoil it because oh, there's a twist. Yeah, of course there's a twist. <laughs> it's an M Night Shyamalan film. Of course there is, what but it's twist? not that like stupid, absurd style twist. Oh, it's oh, kind of cool right. actually. Uh, the twist but, is he can see dead people. Yes. That I'm going to laugh if you guess it. <laughs> his doctor is the one with the split personalities, and he's the sane one. Whoa. I yeah, you, I, I'm, I'm lost on that film now. It could be. Could but be. yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. It's definitely a good film. Second time I've watched it. Uh, next up, went a little more lighter, but went uh, Detroit Rock City. That movie oh, rules. That yeah, movie yeah, is yeah. a lot of fun. Holy crap. Very cool. I remember going back and seeing it in theaters, like when it first came out, but I... Barely remembered, like, half the film. It's directed by the guy that did Psycho Cop 2. Is it really? And one of the segments in Chillerama, Adam Rifkin. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I did not know that. But yeah, great cast, just all around super fun, funny, and, you know, has Kiss. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the next, one of Randy's all-time favorites, I rewatched Videodrome because I bought the Criterion version of it. I'm yeah, gray. that's my third favorite horror film ever. Eh? Yep, I knew it was. Huh. 
But yeah, that movie it it even went up for me more because I think I went when I watched it the first time I was like an eight point five, and I'm not I'm now a nine. Just watch like every time I watch it, I'm noticing more and more that I'm liking about it. That's one of those movies that yeah you you get more out of it with multiple viewings. There's a lot going on. It's very cerebral. Yeah, very very Cronenberg weird. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just, you know, awesome. It's cool. It's like a, it's kind of like a film noir in a way, like in that it's like one faction approaches a guy and, you know, then the rival faction approaches them and they, they keep bouncing him back and forth. And, right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Just, just all around great movie. Most horror fans I know have already seen this, but I actually didn't see it for my first time until like sometime last year when we were getting ready to do it for the old podcast. Cool. I don't feel so bad then because I haven't seen it either. No. <laughs> um, the next up is uh, I ended up watching Princess Bride. Oh, boy. I love that movie. Yeah, the movie rules. One of my all-time favorite Timeless classic. Yeah, it really is literally good, is. Yeah. And I found out it's getting a Criterion uh, release. Yeah, I did see that. That's Bitchin'. great. Yeah, it's awesome. Bitchin'. So I may have to double dip on that one because I have it on Blu-ray already, so I'll, I'll be willing to buy it again. Carrie Elvis is going to be at Comic-Con in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. Hell yeah. If I didn't have to save up money to like get that PlayStation, I'm, I would be totally going. Damn I'm it. buying a car, or I would probably go. Oh, yeah, car's more important. <laughs> uh, but then next up, I ended up watching uh, The Faculty. That one's pretty all right. I hadn't watched it since like it first came out. Like I couldn't remember anything about it, and yeah, it was pretty enjoyable. The cast, like the the adult cast, is okay. The young cast is mostly dog shit, except for Elijah <laughs> Wood. Yeah, yeah, Elijah Wood's obviously the best in there, but oh yeah, Elijah Wood. But like uh, the creature thing looks pretty cool. Yeah, the whole nod, the constant nods to invasion of the body snatchers yeah. throughout. It's yeah, it's an absolute ripoff of body snatchers, but that's all right. Yeah, and it's I enjoyed it. Like I'm, I'm happy I bought it on DVD for like two dollars. As far as those like Gap commercial cast, pretty Hollywood horror movies of the '90s go, it's one of the better ones. Right. Huh. Yeah, and then. <laughs> My final movie, which ended up being the dud of the whole thing, I knew it was going to be, because I was looking at it and going, this is going to be a bad movie, but I'm going to watch it anyways. Uh -oh. And it was uh, one I bought at a garage sale for like 50 cents. Uh -oh. oh, that one. And it's uh, called Decoys, Decoys. or whatever. Okay. It's, the description sounds like it's like two succubus, like, uh, you know, use sex to lure in men at a college campus. Succubi? Thank you. <laughs> Succubus. Like I said, I'm better at writing than I am speaking. Well, you know, autocorrect. That too. <laughs> but yeah, this movie, well, for one, barely any nudity, which with it being about women that are trying to seduce men. So it's hmm. like, okay, that's... That's a big disappointment right off the gate. Right. Like, I think there's like one scene of it right in the beginning. And that's it. And like the acting was just eh. The story was not very good. Cool idea, poorly executed. It just it was like a four, oh, maybe man. less out of ten for me. That's too bad. But yeah, you watched I mean, it? Yeah, I watched it. I mean, it was fifty cents, and it was in my 
to watch pile, so knocked got, one off the pile. Got your money's worth. Exactly. Uh, but that was all that I have been watching. All right. Well, I um, revisited that Wolfman remake with Del Toro and Hopkins for the first time since it came out and liked it even less than I did the first time. Oh, I was just going to say, I hope you liked it just a little bit more even. No, it's bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's way too long. The CGI is, like, laughable. Uh, It's basically just, like, a patchwork ripoff show of different vignettes from other werewolf movies. Like, it doesn't even... It's not even just a remake of, of the Wolfman. They rip off the little scene in American Werewolf where the werewolf is rampaging through Piccadilly Circus at the end. Oh, yeah. uh, There was something else that I noticed that was like a ripoff of something. I can't remember what. Oh, the the end battle was basically just the end of Wolf, that fucking Jack Nicholson, James Spader movie. (laughs) It was like... I turned to Jennifer and I'm like, I totally forgot that there was a stupid fucking werewolf fight at the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah, I did too, actually. It is not good. Uh, I don't know. I think I gave it like a five out of ten or something. Because I remember going and seeing that in theater when it first came out, like it, like on opening night, I think. It has its moments. There's some cool gore here and there, but it's not good. <laughs> uh rewatched High Tension for the first time in a while. That mm. one is fucking fantastic. Still holds up? Yep, still awesome. holds up. Um uh, always makes me think of the first screenplay that I wrote which had a very similar ending. Oh yeah, I and remember talking about that. I wrote that and we started kind of half-ass filming it with the people that I worked with at the Clio Theater and like then High Tension came out and it was like, oh and I was like, shit. I quit. <laughs> they I qu- stole your idea, Randy. I quit doing movies forever. I'm done. <laughs> and then we watched Hitchcock's Rebecca. It's a really cool haunted house, like, I don't know, mystery. All of his movies are somewhat of a mystery. This one it has a very gothic tone to it. A lot of really cool, like, the house that they use doesn't actually exist. All, everything, all the interior shots are sets and stuff, and there's a lot of miniatures and use of paintings to make rooms look bigger than they are and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. It's the only film he ever did that won an Oscar. Oh, really? Yep. Wow. Somehow. That's cool. Well, yeah, I mean, he deserved, he deserved Oscars for many more films. Basically, every movie he ever made... Uh, well, in, in, in America, anyway. I guess you can't get an Oscar for... Well, they, did for, they didn't have a foreign film category back then. Moving on. <laughs> I watched Vincent Price movie Madhouse. Oh, right. It's very cool if you haven't seen it. It's a lot like Cat in the Brain in that like they use, they use scenes from his other movies to pad it, sort oh, okay. of. But it's, huh. it's basically about... This actor who played a character named Dr. Death and Heck, that's the one I if I'm remembering the cover where his face is painted up like black with a white skull. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. the it's very iconic imagery or whatever. Uh his future co star ends up getting murdered or some shit, and he loses his mind and stops acting for a while, but then decides to start again and as he begins his interest in acting again. So do the murders in his personal life. It also co-stars Peter Cushing. Oh, oh nice. Very nice. Cool. 
Love it, was, it when them when those legends get together. Yeah, it was a very cool movie. Some tits, some blood. Oh, nice. Yep. Good things. I watched uh, this alien knockoff called Creature. I'd never seen that. Oh, is that the one with Klaus Kinski? Yeah, with Kinski. It was okay. It was a little boring, but there were some pretty cool gore scenes and some cool effects. And, like, you know, every scene with Kinski was good, but he didn't even pop up until halfway through the movie or so. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) He was one of those actors that got top billing a lot, but was barely in it. Yeah. That happens a lot back then, especially. I watched Ralph... Bakshi's Wizards for the first time since I was a kid. Tim, you've seen Wizards. I have? I'm guaranteeing it. The uh, 70s cartoon that uh, me, you, and Chris and Steve watched back in the day. I have? Okay, maybe too many drugs. (laughs) (laughs) It holds up pretty well. A lot of cool artwork and pretty cool, like, good versus evil movie. Yeah, that movie is fucking awesome. And a lot of his, what was it, uh, Ralph Machi? Bakshi or Bashki. Yeah, he he did a lot of, didn't he do also the Lord of the Rings one or the yeah, Hobbit one? He did both of those. He did the Fritz the Cat movies. He did Cool World. Nice. Yeah, yep. yeah that's cool. Yeah, his, his art style is just iconic and just his movies are great. Uh, after that, I was kind of in an animation mood, so we watched Fantastic Planet. It's a French animated movie from the 70s. It's about a giant alien race that keeps, like, miniature humanoids as pets. Oh. (laughs) It's pretty interesting. I don't know. It's basically just about, like, it's an allegory for classism and things of that nature. Like, racism and shit like that. Symbolism. Yeah, there isn't much that predates it in terms of animation that has that kind of mature theme and subject matter. There's like Animal Farm, some Dr. Seuss stuff. Yeah, because I don't think I've ever seen that one. I know the title very well, but... What? Fantastic Planet. Planet. No, I haven't seen it for sure. It was one of the things that I picked up in the Criterion sale. Oh, nice. And uh, lastly, something I just watched yesterday. Uh, I picked it up at that Second and Charles place. It's called The Nesting from 81, I think. It's like a, it's about a haunted brothel that this novelist that's having mental problems decides to fucking stay in. That's huh. the best place to stay in. Yeah, hey. when you're having mental problems, let's go to let's the haunted brothel. Stay in the haunted brothel. <laughs> it's all right, though. Ghosts it's and whores. Got some kind of cool sleazy stuff, and I don't know. It was all right. It was worth a watch. Yeah, I recognize when you, uh, you know, showed off what you bought, I recognize that cover. I don't think I've ever seen that. When I first seen the cover, though, I was going, oh, shit, he got the nest. Awesome. And I went, oh, nope, the nesting. <laughs> I don't know, what's the nest? The nest is about the uh, killer cockroaches and, like, super, like, B-movie from, like, the 80s. Or yeah, maybe no, fuck even early that. 90s. Huh, okay. I don't think I know that one. Not a big fan of cockroaches. Yeah, I we'll live have in to Florida. Do an, we'll have to do an insect one. Tim will hate us. Um, That'd be cool. We could do like mosquito or yep, or even like I was saying, the nest or even ticks. Yeah. <laughs> ticks is all right. Yeah, it's okay. But uh, yeah, so that's all we've been watching. Tim, you did say you were playing Tomb Raider, though, right? Well, you know, and I watched the two movies that we're going to talk about here in a second. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> 
I other than that, I didn't watch it. Oh, oh, I'm gonna mention it because you guys are gonna rag on me for it. But you know the new Marvel movie. I oh, Infinity that. War. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, watched it with you. So. Ha. Oh. Uh, ha. Um. You know. It was exciting. Five hours long. That's <laughs> two hours and two twenty and something. something minutes. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ! All these movies are of fucking capes and shit. It was, it, and it was a fanboy's worst nightmare because it was just like, uh, yeah, lots of just crazy shit happens. Yeah, people would hate. It'll be fun to watch it. Spider-Man die. Yeah, it, it happens in the end. At the end, I have to wait through the whole movie to see that. Yeah. Ugh. Yep. Spoiler for Infinity God, War, it. but it's been out. Oh, come enough. on now. Like, it's if you haven't fucking, fucking out, seen, yeah. like, if you care enough to have seen it and you haven't seen it, then you deserve to know that Spider Man dies. Yeah. I waited until it was pirated until I watched it. So, you know, last week. Like, who cares that much about <laughs> fucking goddamn MCU movies, you know? Well, I watched it. <sighs> I watched it because, you know, just like Tim, you know, we've pretty much watched these yeah. from the very beginning. So I was kind of curious to They're, see how it all culminates. That's it. It's just entertaining. It's not like it's ever guaranteed to be a great movie, but There's they're usually just, like, okay, this is better than, you know, picking my nose for a couple hours. There's right. too much of it. There's too much of it. Yeah, it, it is ridiculous. What is this, the 19th film? Yeah, that is, it's over the top. I get that, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm probably done after, like, once they, because this is only the first part of the Infinity War. They uh. still have... Part oh, I'm sure they've two. got two and more like to go. Seventeen other movies after that. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, yeah, let's start from they... the beginning again. Reboot. Well, we can do Secret Wars. Reboot time. Well, once we can. Once uh, Infinity War is done, Robert Downey's just done. gonna like die here in a second. He's like, it's all building up to X Men versus Avengers. Let's hope so. That would be interesting, especially now that Disney's got the rights. But uh, yeah. But what'd you think of the Terminator? The Terminator. Terminator. Tomb Raider. Reboot. Tomb Raider Terminator. Jesus. You mean the the 2013 Tomb Raider that I was playing? Yeah. That, okay. What are your thoughts uh, so far? You know, it's, I've never really liked platformers, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, got some pretty cool elements to it. The beginning is exciting. It's intense. I enjoy. And she dies in some <laughs> horrific ways. That's Oh, yeah. They don't pull any punches. I don't... I I would have to say it's... It's pretty fun. It's it gets, it's got some silly moments like yeah, let's just like leap through the air and latch on to like things as they're falling and, and no, yeah, I, nobody can do that. But hey, video game logic. It's a video That's game. That's how I got here, okay? Oh, yeah. shit. I believe it. I know you need a car. I figure you just like <laughs> ran here the whole way. <laughs> but yeah, that I remember playing. I got maybe about halfway through it before I got distracted by another game and I enjoyed it quite a bit. And I played a little bit of that Rise of the Tomb Raider some. But I are funnel you... cakes for the Tomb Raider. <laughs> uh, but are you playing it to get ready to play Shadow of Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the new one that comes out in September? Uh, yeah, that, and I just realized it's been out for like five years, and I haven't played it yet. That yeah, I am shocked you never did play that one before. Yeah, I've always started it and then like got distracted like you. It must just be there's like a nothing I want to play right now, so I'll just play it. Right, for me, it's just too many damn video games for me to play, choose from to play. I don't even know how you guys make time for that. It, I don't. It's getting tough nowadays. Like, I haven't played, I think I only played, like, maybe five or six hours of video games total on my vacation. Here's the thing. If I could, like, play video games while I listen to tunes, I would, but every fucking video game that comes out these days, you have to listen to every word of it, you know? You can't just... Yeah, because it's not the old style. Like, I mean, there is obviously those games still, but like. Throw on some subtitles, man. Pretend like you're deaf. Right. Yeah, because there'll be certain games that I play that uh, 
I'll turn the volume down and just listen to podcasts while I play. So yeah, you can do it with certain games, just not all of them. But yeah, you know, not, a lot of them, you know, back in the day, the day it may have seemed like it took us forever to beat video games, cause but that's because they were so freaking hard. But once you got good at them, you could beat it within an hour because there was no point in saving. Right. But nowadays games are easier, but take even longer. It's that's the hard part now is you got they're more time investments for the most part. Yep. Yeah, I just don't have like. 70 hours to dedicate to a single video game. Yeah, anymore. only... That's something that I could do, like, 20 years ago, but... Yeah, because I think it was Witcher 3, when I beat that, I had logged in 300, hour, 300 hours. Yeah. But that took me four years of playing it. Yeah. Like, just on and off throughout, like, just play for about 20 hours or so, stop and play another game, come back, play for another 20. I somehow managed a few hundred hours in the Fallout franchise, but... Right, it... It happens. It just got to be a game that sucks you in, really. But, <coughs> you know, that's our hobby. But speaking of uh, hobbies, Randy. What? What about the tunes for the crypt? Oh. Oh, yeah. Well, on this installment of Tunes from the Crypt, I'm going to be covering New York Death Metal Legends Mortician. Oh, cool. They're actually Brutal Death Metal slash Grindcore. I've heard of them. I don't know if I've actually heard anything by them. Mortician's cool. Yeah, they uh, they use a lot, a lot, a lot of horror intros. Some of their songs are like two minutes of intro and then thirty seconds of music. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're they're all right. They're <laughs> it's like caveman death metal, man. There's there's <laughs> nothing to it. It's like <laughs> oh, like the slow growling. <laughs> The best part is you're going to be doing the, like over top of some mortician, so it's probably going to sound just like the rest of the music. <laughs> they started off and they had a real drummer, but he died, and they didn't want to replace him, so they just started using a drum machine. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like he's on the first EP, and then this, like this, all the way up to Mortal Massacre or something, I think. And then after that, they started using a drum machine. Interesting. Not all of their stuff is. Good. Uh, if I had to suggest anything to anyone, I would say listen to their EPs, House by the Cemetery and Zombie Apocalypse. They really shine in like small bits. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, the only full length that I really enjoy is Hacked Up for Barbecue, but it's a good one. I love that title. <laughs> I only pull it out every few years anymore, but I really, 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 really liked Mortician a whole lot when I was like. 18, 19 years old. I was like, because I think this is the uh, first band that you've kind of been like, eh, about? Yeah, I just, I feel like I have to talk about them. They were one of the first death metal bands to just, I mean, there were first wave death metal bands like Necrophagia that were basically completely focused on horror and stuff, but from that next wave of uber brutal, like, fucking super heavy bands they were you know the horror band and everybody from my age group like you know me yeah. and like everybody knows mortician basically that's into death metal not everybody knows necrophagia as, as weird as that is huh huh <laughs> what what did you say necrophagia
you should listen to them, I guess. If you like, <laughs> if you like death metal and grindcore, wow. there's a chance that you're gonna like them. They're, they're, you're not selling me here. <laughs> it's fun. It's good stuff. Again, I'm with you on the small doses part. I'm they're not a really like polarizing them. band. A lot of people completely fucking hate them, and if you like, look up their albums on Encyclopedia Metallum, they're all rated at like 30 and 40 percent. Oh really? Yeah, they're they're not that bad. They get a bum rap. They're pretty fun. They're a fun time. They're a fun band to like get drunk with your buddies and listen to or whatever. You know, they're a fun band to see live. Nice. Uh, see, that that sells me on it a little more than it would. When they play live, they're uh, the, the guy that writes all the guitar and stuff plays drums, Roger Bujard. Sorry, Randall cut out for a second there. Randy's <laughs> dying. Trying not to cough. Uh, He's been coughing the whole time. Their singer, Will Raymer, is kind of a, a hilarious specimen. I've heard multiple accounts from people saying that he's like drank so much at shows that he's had to be carried out at the end of the night oh after God. like pissing himself and stuff amazing yeah wow. he's he's a brutal dude the one time that I saw them live he kept complaining that he wasn't like he kept saying like I'm sorry guys this isn't my normal bass I had to borrow somebody's bass like <laughs> you're not really a, you're not nobody's here to he- hear your bass playing Will it's okay <laughs> Oh, that's great. You're in a touring band, like, not just like a nobody band, but you've been around for like uh, over a decade and you don't have a bass. They are still around in a touring capacity, but I don't wow. think they have recorded anything in a long time. They, after uh, the late 90s, early 2000s, they became less and less regular with recording and there was like know five seven ten years between albums and stuff as far as i know now maybe they have a label and do tours or fests or something oh okay Hmm. but they're a fun band and if you've never heard them then you should give them a shot yeah sweet yeah guess we can jump onto the reviews while randall's dying and we'll start off with 1987's the gate there is a passageway to the most evil place you can imagine. A gate behind which the demons wait to take back what was once theirs. And now, someone has opened the gate. Now this is weird tearing sound. There is the decomposed corpse of her dead father. Oh no. He's tearing out air by the hands. I'm calling the police. You got demons. It's not too late. 
So the first film we're talking about is The Gate from 1987, directed by T. Unpronounceable name. I'm sure it's pronounceable. We just he also did that weird movie I Madman. If you've never seen that, that's pretty cool too. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I've heard of it, but uh, the effects crew. I didn't see any names that jumped out at me. The guy that did this, one of the guys that did the score, Michael Honig, also did the Blob remake score. Oh, nice! So that's worth mentioning. Huh. Uh, it stars a young Stephen Dorff. A really yeah, young really Stephen Dorff. Yeah. Like, it's like his second movie. Like he did the Wonders Year Wonder Years episode or something before that, and that was like it. You guys remember that stupid comedian from like the late eighties, early nineties who did that dwarf character? It was like the guy that just yeah stood he stood on, on his, his knees. knees. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus I, that's like all anybody remembers. He stood on his knees, right? Yeah. Oh man, that's funny. My uncle had the dwarf on dwarf golf. Goes fishing, and he like played golf, and it was the stupidest fucking thing ever. It kind of insulting to actually, you know, little people. I'm sure it was very insulting to them. Probably. Not funny. So the gate is about a brother and sister. But weird. And their parents have to go out of town for fucking something. I don't know. So they leave them. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, we're going away (laughs) to, like, count cheese. They leave them home alone. Count cheese? (laughs) Yeah, they don't. Do they say (laughs) what they're doing? They decide to throw a party, and at the party, they play fucking light as a feather, stiff as a board, or some kind of variation of it, and then there's like a, there's a hole in the backyard. Yeah. And <laughs> they they somehow accidentally do a combination of things. Yeah, there's that... a combination of things that involves the light as a feather, stiff as a board, and shoving sacrifice. a dead dog into it. Uh, yeah. Well, not oh. even shoving a dead dog, but just a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah the dog, the dead die, die. <laughs> the dead die. And, and then the we end up dies. with like it, it. It goes to shit pretty quick. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. The gate. It opens the gate. The gate in the backyard in the hole. And these little things come out. The little awesome little things. Yeah, and they're awesome. They are awesome. They're little dudes in suits, and they, like the <laughs> yeah. facial expression, they yeah, like, they're the effects, little fuckers. The effects is super uh, are it's, super cool in this movie. Considering the time period, yeah, I mean they did pretty well with what they had back then, and I'm sure it wasn't a high budget movie at that. Lots of cool no. effects spread throughout the movie, like the uh, the sequence where. Steven Dorff thinks that his parents have come home and, like, the dad's face turns to milk and implodes and yeah. his head falls oh, off. Oh, yeah. And, that was a little weird. Like, for a PG-13 movie, this one is... I don't know. It's got that a lot That was PG-13? Of, yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. It has a lot of creepy, unsettling shit in it, like the weird workman zombie that comes out of the wall. Yeah, the that kid's was like, just weird. like, I just weird. made that up. <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, for some reason, I thought Steven Dorff was his friend that was into metal for the longest time. No, you Dorf had him is switched. the main kid. I told you. Yeah, see, yeah. I had him switched to my head for some reason. He looks just like himself. Yeah, he's just like way younger now. He definitely looks like the dwarf. Or older. He's older now. That's that kid how. was totally me when I was <laughs> a little kid. That was me listening to metal in my room and having the metal jean jacket. Yeah, being alone and not having any friends. Yeah. This one <clears throat> is mostly just. I don't know. It's really cool for the effects. I, I enjoyed it the just for the, the story. Yeah, it was it was all right. It was the story's fun. okay, but okay, like I, I don't if, know. I like the, the old movies. D- if too, the gate, though. 
to hell and the demons that come out of it can be thwarted by a couple of kids. Oh, yeah, then, that was cheesy as I mean, fuck, but you hey. know, how fucking, <laughs> like, yeah. how dire is the situation to begin with? But <laughs> I did kind of think that at the end. I'm like, really? That's that's it, huh? You just shoot a rocket into it, and that's, <laughs> that's the end. Huh? Yeah, the end is, like, the weakest part of this, for sure. But there's a sequel if you want to watch it. I, I've I never seen the sequel. The sequel is actually... I remember really enjoying it. I used to have it on VHS back in the day. Oh. I know it's about the metal kid. Yeah, he's still yeah. he's the like one reoccurring character. And I think it only, if I remember correctly, only involves like one or two of the gate demons. A little short things, yeah. But I barely remember the story. Like it's been so long. I guess I, but, from what I read, but yeah, that's that's yeah. But yeah, I I enjoy this film. It's uh no, it's great. I love it. It's like yeah, 80s. I had a blast. That was a lot of fun. Just pure 80s enjoyment. Uh, yeah, the whole having to... Uh, his friend finding out through the record of the band. Yeah, the Sacrifix. <laughs> the uh, Dark That's book how like, he realizes what uh, what they have done or what they're about to do. So they're like not trying to release these demons. It just accidentally happens when... Uh, uh, what's his face? Steven Dorff's uh, sister's boyfriend or friend goes to take care of the dead dog that ends yeah. up in their house and he's like sorry buddy and he like throws the dog in the hole yeah well yeah that was gonna say the uh <laughs> riding around in a car with the dog just dead just chilling right in the front seat <laughs> like, like, yeah that must have was... smelled great yeah. yeah just either like he was like talking to him like oh tough buddy it's yeah, going to the vets and finding out that yeah they're closed so he just goes back home and just tosses unceremoniously into the fucking pit and that's kind of what releases the demons it kind which... of was ceremonious then wasn't it and yeah, I guess you would say it was. Bum, bum, bum. But, uh, yeah, I, one thing I love uh, about this is we were talking, I was talking with somebody on Facebook, I think under your post, where it was he was uh, thinking it was all stop motion. Right. And no, it was, these were real actors yeah, in rubber suits. It was just forced perspective. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah, they actually got like, you know, uh, like built giant sets around these creatures to make them look tinier and turned out real well and i yeah, imagine a big chunk of the six million dollar budget went toward effects on this one. Oh, guaranteed yeah but it was worth it because that's i mean yeah it was pretty cool it was the fun. effects fucking carry this movie very very well I mean, and yeah 1987 that's a long time like back. they could have just had dudes in suits with masks that had no expressions or whatever but right. like these the, things actually the mouths had. moved and shit it, the way, like, it almost sounded like they were actually talking at some points. Right. Like, you couldn't understand what they were saying, but you're... <laughs> yeah. It was, it was unnervingly cool. Yeah, and it was just, uh, like, a lot of that stuff that happens with, you know, uh, his friend, the one that's the metalhead, gets uh, taken by the workmen that they created in their own imagination, right. which they used against, which the demons used against them. That was kind of a cool, like little scare especially when i was a kid when you just see that body just burst through the wall and then he starts walking falls over and turns into all the little ones <laughs> that fucking effect is awesome yeah that that effect rules where he bursts into the little demons and they all roll all over the place like yeah they they really nailed it with the effects on this one i feel like i just keep using that word over and over that's again. that's what i thought was when it. i would do when effects, i was doing effects, virus <laughs> but uh yeah, even the characters were, like, the main focused characters were all, like, enjoyable. Yeah, like, like the, the kid was pretty cool. Like, I 
like you were saying, Randy, he was an identifiable like little 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 shit bag. It was pretty cool. Steven Dorf's like a one man monster squad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he is. Well and then <laughs> even his relationship with his sister was believable where it yeah. was they'd fight at one point and then they're like friends and helping each other out the next and Right. Yep. Yeah, she never went on to do anything after that, so like that was it for her. Yeah, because I thought they had great chemistry on the screen together as brother and sister. It was surprising. And, like, obviously you have the throwaway characters that were at the party, like the, right. uh, the blonde-haired dude. <laughs> yeah. like, right. like, terrible. I forget what he said, but, like, his line was just so dead. That one chick's hair, too. Like, Oh, yeah, the one chick's hair. She looked, had, like, the something about like Mary Wave. Fucking, <laughs> she, she looked like this wrestler, the Red Rooster, that used to... <laughs> Terry Taylor that used to be around in like the late seventies or yeah. 80s. I was like, was "What ridiculous. the fuck is that?" Oh like, that's God. the same thing I thought is the something about Mary look with jizz in her hair, just like straight up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they were obviously throwaway characters. But yeah, like it. This was just so much fun. The uh, it's definitely got that metal theme, obviously from the metal band, like just with the lyrics. And I love the artwork on the inside of the cover too, like of their album because it was it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the necronomicon evil dead like art right. style this one uh sort of reminds me a little bit of a movie from earlier in the 80s called the pit oh yeah which is about this introverted little weirdo kid that finds a pit in his backyard that's full of like i don't know troglodyte things you little, got troglodytes yeah. in your yard cave, you? cre- cave creature monster <laughs> things That'd be a bummer. And didn't he like push people into the pit yeah, to feed he, them and stuff? Yeah, people oh. he didn't like, he would bring over and like throw them down to the oh. troglodytes. He called them trollologs. Trollologs. Okay. <laughs> feed them to the trollologs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was around the popularity of a lot of the little monster style movies. Too. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's kind of a combination of like riding a couple of different waves. That the weird little creature wave and the heavy metal horror wave that started. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's got a lot going for it i loved it when i was a kid i still <coughs> like it very much yeah because i've i found out like you know, what a lot of what i was talking about here just like a lot of that was on the special features i thought was really cool about the force perspective and how they like they showed how they did it and like apparently uh the day that they were going to show it to their investors and all that uh, everyone showed up to the screening except for Tibor. He was an hour to an hour and a half late showing up to his own screening, bringing <laughs> the film because he didn't. He was in the process of still editing and like fixing it up in post before it's not like, it's not coming ready. up there. Oh, oh shit! Fuck. And yeah, I guess uh, when he got there, the main investor just said, "You do not make me wait like this again." Oh, and he was just like, "Oh no, we're screwed." So he played the film and apparently like won that guy over with like how awesome the film was and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Cause yeah, apparently it was also parts of it were filmed in Canada and hell, Michigan. Like, oh, I guess, uh, oh, oh. that's the, weird. The one part in hell, Michigan, I guess was, I guess just the backyard scenes. Like from what I was reading, like you said, at the beginning with the tree house and all that. Why was actually in hell, huh? Yeah. I think that's kind of why they did it. Yeah. But, uh, Shot on location. Inhale. But apparently they were <laughs> sharing the stage or like the uh, the effects stage and all that with The Fly in Canada. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Like at least uh, it was either after The Fly was finished or something. But uh, yeah, it was, I 
can't remember the other guy's name that worked with Tibor, but he was like, yeah, I expected when we came in there after uh, that film was finished, I expected to find like a ton of flies. I was completely wrong on what type of movie that was going to be. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, that, I thought that was kind of inter- interesting. And they were even talking about Steven Dorff as a kid was uh, jokingly kind of a pain in the ass. Cause he would, he came in and goes, so where's my trailer and where's the hot women? At his age, and they're like, I know he's joking, but yeah, it kind of shows the type of person he became later on. <laughs> Dude had some fun with his money. Yes, he was did. he on there at all in any of the retrospective stuff? None that I, I there was two that I didn't get to, but uh, those were like special effects stuff. So yeah, yeah I don't think probably they, not in there. Yeah, I don't think they got a chance to talk to him. Oh, except for like the awesome effects of him being picked up by that thing at the yeah, end. That's like the oh, one the, effect. That, that, yeah, that's some of the only stop motion in the movie. That 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 and was... his and his body like looked hilarious, especially when he threw it. When he threw it through <laughs> right. the window, uh, and he just kind of goes flying sideways, like almost like a frisbee. <laughs> like physics. The main demon thing at the end looks really cool. I like yeah. the the structure of its body, the multi like, multi yeah, limbs and arms and tentacles, and looks fairly Lovecrafty. It was kind of squishy, apparently, though. But yeah, yeah, freaking yeah. rocket, lo- just a rocket. That's just so that that just. I think fun. it's just the peasy to the whole little kids PG thirteen style was, horror film, but yeah. I could oh that could have been so much better. Yeah, it was but, fun. Yeah, that's like my only large complaint about this film. But uh, do you guys want to go into the ratings? Sure, sure. It's uh, it's a pretty fun mashup of like you know Monster Squad and Critters and fucking uh like Trick or Treat, you know that style. Yeah. It draws from a lot of things that I like, demons and metal and stuff of that nature. And awesome effects. Yeah, very cool effects. There, you know, I'm gonna use that word one more time. Effects. But uh, I would give this one an eight point five. Okay. Out of ten. Yeah. Not bad. That's... What would you give it, Tim? All right. Well, this I is mean, your first time watch. I'm kind of curious. The '80s. I love love me a good old '80s flick. I'm a sucker for that kind of That's shit. That's why I thought you'd enjoy that. But it wasn't exceptionally like a scary movie in any way. I would say, but no. it wasn't bad. Uh, good time. Good romp. Uh, good romp. <laughs> very. Yeah. Uh, it was all right. Uh, seven and a half. All right. Yeah, because I I think it'd be it's more scary watching it as a kid. Yeah, make your children watch this. That's hilarious. Yeah. Know, the, like the scene where the metal kid thinks that it's like the ghost of his dead mother or whatever, and it turns oh, into yeah, the dead dog. Dead dog. That's creepy. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, well, and even the father, like, like yeah. we were talking about where he's sticking his... You bad, bad! <laughs> and just the way the skull just collapses on itself and stuff, that was really awesome. And just it was a lot creepier as a, yeah. as a kid. As somebody who wasn't allowed to watch scary movies when they were younger, you should all like subject your children to that stuff. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. It's fun. But, uh, then, yeah, they won't, for me, then they won't be me like not having seen anything. I mean, if you're going to show your kids horror movies, this is a pretty good one to start with. Yeah, it's a great starter, for sure. Um, yeah, for me, I would, I would give it about an 8.75. I still enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, the only reason it doesn't go higher is because that ending just bothers me. Could have been so much cooler, but I think it just was rushed by the end. But all in all, this was a fun, just a fun 80s film. And just all around uh, 
a good time. Yeah, a good time. And I highly recommend if you don't own it or you're looking to upgrade, <coughs> definitely get that Vestron Blu-ray because it has such a ton of awesome features on it and some, and it just looks really good picture quality wise. But yeah, Randy gave it an eight point five. Tim gave it a seven point five, and I gave it an eight point seven five. that evil heavy metal that your parents hate you listening to? You know those lyrics about hell, demons and doom? What if I told you it's all real? I know. I was there. Jesus! It's piss. That's me, Brody. My friends are losers. So we started a band. Check it out. Ricky Daggers. Is he dead? Wouldn't it be crazy if the music had something to do with demons? Demons. We're all gonna die. I translated those pages. Now, people are turning crazy. Like, possessed. Crazy. What's up? That was pretty cool. As is, I mean, the axe and the... You know, I'm not even sure I'm in the right tuning. Brother to steal. All right, so our next film is going to be 2015's Deathgasm. I was... I was wrong and thought it was 2016, but nope, it's 2015. Uh, Deathgasm is directed by Jason Lee Howden, who he is also working on his next project called Guns Akimbo with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. That sounds fun. Wait, the Harry Potter guy? Yep. Yeah. Wow, that's a big step up. Oh, no, yeah, I saw some screenshots of the what's coming up, and it actually looks pretty entertaining. Yeah, huh. it looks like it's going to be more like a comedy action, like in a like violent way. Uh, but I guess he just uh, is in post-production on that now. But it stars uh, Milo Cawthorn, who is Brody, the main character, which, Tim, you brought up. He's from? He was in the Power Rangers. Yes, he was. One of them. Wait, Power what? Ranger yeah, RPM. One of, one like of, one of the of iterations the... of Power Rangers, Milo, uh, Milo Cawthorn. Oh. Yeah. Huh. The only other thing I've ever seen him in is that Blood Punch movie. Oh, and he's also in an episode of uh, the very first season of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's one of the military guys in that. Uh, and also stars Kimberly Cross, who is also uh, who plays Medina, who is also in Power Rangers, if I remember correctly. Yep, yep, well, that's the same weird. one. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, it's kind of crazy that they got picked, but yeah, this uh, film is about... Did the director have anything to do with that Power Rangers series? I don't think so. Like maybe no. was, I think it was just those couple of actors. Oh, huh. Yeah, because okay. in, in some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, he just said that... Uh, him, uh, Milo came in and like, like he instantly uh, 
was trying to be Brody and it was exactly what he was picturing. So he chose him and same with uh, Mila, whatever her name was, or yeah. Kimberly. Well, that's cool. And the characters they picked to play those people were, were pretty good. They were almost spot on, like really well cast. Yeah, it was a great cast. Uh, yeah, the also has his friend uh, Zach, who is played by James Blake. Though I don't think he was in too much else. A lot of like small cameos and uh, like be like background characters for the most part. I'm sure he was in something. You just, just... but he uh, this film is about a loner who loves heavy metal that ends up having to live with his aunt and uncle. And his uh, cousin, because his mother was a crackhead that tried to blow Santa or something. Methhead, I think his meth mother was head. a meth, oh, yeah, meth It was a meth bender that led to her trying to blow yeah. them all Santa. And aunt and uncle were like uber religious. like Super Jesus freaks. Oh man, the worst. Yeah, and so obviously like everything clashes there. He goes to school and he befriends the D&D nerds. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I make some friends, and they're like just rolling some dice, and it's like, hey, let's you start do a band. Totally badass, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as they play D and D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he ends up form- meeting another guy named Zach at the record store, who is a fellow metalhead just like him. And he but he's a lot too. more. I don't know. The guy that he meets knows more about metal than he does, so they form like a mentor protege type relationship. Yeah, and they form a band which they call Deathgasm. Deathgasm. Like, they end up finding Ricky Daggers, one of the lead singers of one of their favorite bands. Hex and uh, Sword. Hex and Sword, yes. Yeah, that guy, the guy that got to play that dude was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently he was like an orc in uh, Lord of the Rings that was trying to kill one of the hobbits. <laughs> yeah, he was just... Is he the one that wants to eat their legs? Yep. I think so, yeah. yeah. Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> right? Okay. <laughs> Like, every time I've watched this movie, I've been like, man, there's something familiar about this guy. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that dude was awesome. They don't need their legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yep, he, uh, he's just kind of like a lead singer that's kind of hiding out and just away from the world. And you find out that he has the uh, song, like the musical notes. The Black Hymn. Of the Black Hymn, which is uh, a spell to summon the blind one, which is a basic great loss the king yeah. of the demons honestly it's a pretty boring jam but like when yeah, they play like, it they all kind of zone out yeah it and... just sounds like standard like a death doom track yeah it's like uh... yep they play it and unwittingly unwittingly wittingly release demons across the whole town that they're in oh yeah uh, and they have to band together to pretty much survive and yeah, defeat the evil. So somebody... Basically, an ode to like Peter Jackson's splatter films and Evil Dead and like eighties heavy metal horror. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it is for sure. Totally Evil Dead, especially with the way the demons move, where they all like just kind of like float, float at you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is. Like, it's fun. It was. Oh, yeah. damn right. Really violent. Uh, yeah, like that's the word. The bad taste in Evil Dead love comes in because he like because he even said bad taste was like his real inspiration. Well, the one dude's wearing a bad taste shirt. The, yeah, the fat drummer guy. Yep. Yeah, like this is like a fun heavy metal horror film. Like, there's not many that come out like this anymore, and it's got a lot of like heavy tracks on. I mean, obviously, there's heavier stuff that you listen to, Randy, but it's got some really just like there's some surprisingly. Awesome like cult bands on the soundtrack. I think Nunslaughter's on the soundtrack, and that's pretty cool. 
Did you see the uh, poster on the back wall at the very the end? Battlecross poster. Battlecross. I thought <laughs> that, that was, was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah, I was like, holy well, fuck. I, I'm, well, I, I, I feel guy. like they must have gotten a contract with Metal Blade because there are like a ton of Metal Blade bands used from... There has to be promotional. You know, people aren't just going to be like, you know, let, let's just slap up anybody's band because as cool as that would be in this day and age, there's all sorts of rights and shit people got to worry about. Yeah, and he really didn't say, like, when I watched the behind-the-scenes stuff, Jason Lee Howden really didn't say much about, like, where the music, how he got the music rights, and he nope. really didn't dive into that part He's of it. He's obviously it was a really, metalhead, though. But it really was, uh, you know, wasn't much of a special feature on the Blu-ray. Like, maybe I've heard something more. a lot of people complain, they're like, oh, well, the bands that they listen to and wear shirts for and have posters for, it's all, like, starter metal and yeah. pleb metal. Like, well, they're in fucking high school, guy. What do you, do you think they're going to be, like, as cult and knowledgeable as me or you who are in our 30s and have been listening to metal for fucking 25 years? <laughs> right. right. This could or do be you think of... that they're going to be listening to Cannibal Corpse and shit that you were listening to in high school? That's right, how you get exactly. going. Yeah. I mean, hell, they even do a King Diamond reference. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I don't I didn't even know who fucking King Diamond was till I met you, so But yeah, this is the gore in this is like really awesome and well done as well. Like, yeah, almost all cool physical. Gore. Like once again the ending is where they use like the CGI. Uh the scene where Brody saws his cousin's head off is pretty oh, CG. Yeah, that one I forgot but that, about. That's like one of the funniest scenes in the whole movie <laughs> right. where sex like I'm uh, pretty sure he wasn't possessed. No, yes, he, he was. was no, possessed. no. When he came in, he yeah. said something like, uh, "Damnation, Satan." Satan. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't hear him. That was great. <laughs> yeah, because this is a horror comedy straight through, and it's the funniest, funniest, funniest scene in the whole fucking movie, though by far for me is when they're in the guy's office and they kill the guy on his rug, and he's like, "Do it again!" again. <laughs> and they lay the tarp out and like mind putting his. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Put the tarp down. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> the way that the guys just like, <laughs> just yeah, like those showing it, it off, like, ha ha. <laughs> well, that and then the fucking uh, dildo and anal bead scene, and like his yeah, parents. And his, uh, that was like, oh man, uncle's house. The way they really? use him as weapons. Yeah. The way that Zach kills the uncle with the dildo to the jaw yeah, is pretty brutal. Dude. <laughs> yeah, they showed how that effect was uh, done, and like, yeah, they're like, yeah, this is what its uncle's face looks like, and then this is what it's like. You can shove extra shit in its mouth. Yeah. Like, see, like it's it's got elastic, so it's like they kept shoving more stuff in its mouth. Unlike our <laughs> other movie, this one is probably not good to show the kids unless no. you really want to. In which case. <laughs> There's a lot of sex jokes and tits and, and, and penis, extreme gore and, and weed whacker to the we, yeah, barbed weed wire, weed whacker to, a whacker a to a penis. penis. <laughs> a whacking penis. But uh, <coughs> one of my favorite parts though is when uh, Brody's just sitting there like jamming out during that D and D session, and he just transfers himself onto like the top of a mountain, right. and he's just jamming out with the two girls. <laughs> <Yeah. fantasizing. laughs> yeah, and then same stuff. with uh, Medina when she like yeah. first listens, and she just like. Whoa. Well, I mean, that's that's like every metalhead dude's fucking fantasy is to meet some hot chick and show her metal and have her just like love it, you know? Right. Especially because, you know, like the stuff she was listening to and then transfers right over to that and like instantly falls in love. It's like, that's probably not how it would happen. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, even the uh, I even find that humorous the whole uh, when he uh, when him and Medina first start talking and they're outside of the uh, the uh the party store or whatever it is and 
There's the two scenes. He's all covered in his corpse paint because they were out in the woods, <laughs> like, taking photo shoots and videos. <laughs> yeah. And he ends up running into her and he picks up the, or he's picking up all her stuff and she's just like, uh, tampon? He's like, oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> they, like, then go when they're eating ice cream, ice cream yeah. together. <laughs> Anal cunt. He's, oh, wrong one. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, it's a fun movie. It's, uh, there are a lot of people that hate on it, but most of the people that I know that hate on it are like super elitist metalheads that are just like, talk about those guys. And frankly, the movie would have been a lot more unrealistic if these high school kids were all like, Oh, I only listen to Ripikulu and finish demo bands. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's them starting off, and yeah, I didn't even know half of this shit existed when I was in high school. And but yeah, this like even the script's well done, the comedy's on point. It's just there's a uh, there are a couple of cliche things in the script that are kind of eye rolly, like the way that. Medina and Brody first meet, bumping into each other, and oh, oh here, yeah. let me help you pick your stuff up. This has not been done on million times, but you know, whatever. It's a movie, yeah. They were like, we got to start somewhere. We got to make a meet. Yeah, but uh, I also love the loved it when they were uh, sitting there first, like, all right, we got to come up with a band name, and they like start spouting out all these different band names, like uh. On the murder boner, like murder appearing boner, up on the yeah. screen and stuff. Yeah, there was like murder what about boner. Just like thirteen aces in a row, like. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly, I thought that was the coolest. <laughs> and then like, like oh, man, that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> and then I, I also like maggot sperm. <laughs> maggot sperm. <laughs> no deathgasm, all capital letters, misspelled. <laughs> I really like the Kiwi accent. It cracks me up. It's, like, it. it's always I've always enjoyed that accent. Yeah, like in films, it's just such a pleasant, like f- friendly sounding accent. I don't know. Right. But yeah, this is a uh, a high recommend for me. I guess we can kind of jump into re- uh, our reviews. Do you guys have anything else you want to say before we do? Uh, uh, no. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Nothing I can really think of. Okay, so good yeah, movie. I'll- damn it. I would probably give this a 9 out of 10. That's like, pretty high. It's wow. really enjoyable, and every time I watch it, I like it more. Wow. All right. I, on the other hand, have cooled off to it quite a bit since the first time I watched it. I probably would have given it that score like a couple of years ago, but nowadays I like it about an 8 out of 10. That's still good, though. No, yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah, still, it's still a high score. A high score, and it's a super fun watch. Um, I don't know. I guess if you like hate on this movie, it's probably for reasons of elitism. I can't really. Yeah, I couldn't see why you would dislike this unless you were just not a horror fan in general. And Tim, speaking of not a horror fan in general, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm a metalhead, so exactly. of course I was going to enjoy parts of this movie. Uh, I dig the you know the writer director guy. He did a pretty damn good job of putting this all together, I really thought. And, like, the actors were cast really well for their parts. It oh. wasn't, like, the awesomest, deepest script in the world or no. anything crazy like that. But the the gore and stuff was pretty fun. And I en- I enjoyed it, damn it. Um, I, I don't know if I'd go as high as a nine because, I mean, nothing's 
that's that's being awful cool to but I'm a, I'm a solid 8. Nice. I did think of one other thing that I wanted to mention. Um oh. anyone who's speaking with a demon voice is almost completely unintelligible. You pretty yeah, much have to watch with like I've seen this movie a half dozen times now and there are still lines at the end when Zack is a demon that I don't know what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> that is a good point. There are some hard like hard uh, like the Kiwi accent is different, and then you like you filter it through a demon voice, and you know, it's... and he's wearing like a mask with a weird prosthetic face. Thing. Right. So if you're a first time watcher, maybe subtitles. I don't think he says anything important there. Not really. I think there are some like funny. <laughs> There's like, probably one-liners. a couple of jokes at the end there that I'm missing out on though because I can't understand what the fuck he's saying. Damn it! Missed out on jokes. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't and think about that. I mean, yeah. the irony of a death metal comedy. Right. I can't understand what he's saying. <laughs> that is very true. Right. But, yeah, this was an all-around fun fun film. and uh, Everything was so much fun. Yeah, I, let's go around. I gave it a 9. <laughs> Tim gave it, gave it an 8. An eight and Randy eight. gave it an 8 as well. So, before we jump into what we will be doing next, uh, let's do the plugs. Uh, check us out on the Legion Podcast uh, Network. We are now proud members of that awesome network and we are legion we are legion, legion. but we yeah you can check many. us out at our website which is legionpodcast.com slash podcast by the cemetery yeah we're a bunch of other great podcasts on this group yeah you got cinema psyops you got hail ming got kill the cast uh you got uh i was wrong i forgot podcast under the stairs went on their own but they used to be on that a long time ago but there are so many good ones uh so definitely check out our fellow podcasters, but we are also on Facebook at a Facebook group called the podcast by the cemetery. You know, we're constantly sharing on there. People are sharing on there. You yeah, know, yada, 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 yada. Jump hear that on all there. The time. Jump on there. Talk. It's fun. Yeah, just join us. Eventually I'm probably going to start asking questions that we can read on the, on our next episodes or something. Yeah, like I that. mean, you know, suggest themes to us, movies that you want us to cover, fucking right. whatever bands that you want me to talk about. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Just, even, Interact even with us, God damn it! Exactly. <laughs> even movie suggestions, whatever yeah. you want. I haven't seen shit. Tell me what I should watch. Yeah, give me film recommendations. Yeah, and um, but then you can also check us out on Twitter. We're at uh, Podcast Cemetery. There, uh, I basically only use that to post up our new episodes. I do want to try and to fight with Donald Trump. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. to fight with Donald Trump. I'm yeah. start, that's what I'm going to start using it for. Um, but yeah, then you can also reach out to us on our email, which is the podcast by the cemetery at gmail.com. People and still use email. I, we have it, but it doesn't get used very often. And a little self plug, go ahead and check out some of my articles at poppor.com where I'm doing video game stuff. If you want, I greatly appreciate it. Are you done plugging yourself? So, yes. I'm oh, done plugging myself with the butt plug and everything. Gross. So what are we doing? Uh, what's our next theme, Randy? Oh. Ghosts, ghosts, what? spooky. <laughs> so uh, I picked the Legend of Hell House from 1973. Yes. Oh no, movies. One of awesome. my favorites, written cool. by the immortal Richard Matheson. Yeah, and I'll be talking book differences and stuff like that because I love the book. I've actually never read the book. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, it is so good. I know that it's. I've heard that it's a lot more like twisted than the the movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I will be doing a newer film as our theme tends to go, and we'll be doing "We Are Still Here," 
which is a nice little nod to Fulci. Oh, yeah. I really mm. like that movie a lot. Hmm. And so oh, I'll have to be watching both. I'm always of those. excited to watch yes. it. <laughs> yeah. You're, I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on both these films. One interesting thing that I want to mention right now, because I might just forget to mention it on that episode, is that. Okay, so Roddy McDowell, he's in The Legend of Hell House, which is written by Richard Matheson. He also is in Planet of the Apes, which is written by Richard Matheson. Rod Serling. Oh. Serling and Matheson worked together a lot on Twilight Zone. Oh, okay. It's I don't know, it's just kind of a weird connection, like a you know, triangle. Interesting. Interesting. Like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon kind of thing. Right. Yeah. That's kinda right. cool. Anyway, trivia. So you know, <laughs> last one out closes the coffin door. 